Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where the geeks drink and talk about a lively geek pop culture event or topic. Yes. I'm Matt. I'm Adam. All right, folks. And if you've listened to us once or before or never... You're still going to hear this. You can find us, follow us, like us, subscribe, comment, tweet, twoop, whatever you feel like you're going to do yeah. on all social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Yes. Um, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, um, onlygeologist.com. <laughs> Only geologists. <laughs> Gets you rock hard. Get, get, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Makes your bed rock. <laughs> that was the better one. I think. It was. Makes the bed oh. rock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> makes your magma steam. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, folks, um, you know, make sure when you go into those social media platforms, just leave us a line. Tell us what you think of this week's episode or past episodes. Give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing and what we could do differently or if you like what we're doing. Yeah. And tell your friends. Yeah. If you have a friend who is a geologist or a volcanologist, is I think what they call them. Well, there's so there's two different yeah. ones. But um, yeah. in the movie that we are going to be talking about this week, it, he plays a volcanologist. Yes. Um, so, yeah, before we actually discuss that, let's go ahead and talk about our drink of the week. Yes. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. And Adam, this week you brought the beverage. What'd you bring us? So it's from Stone Brewery um, outside Encinitas, California. Um, it's called the Arrogant Bastard Ale. It's a 7%er. It's pretty hearty ale. Um, I've liked this one for a long, long time. Um, a little hoppy, a little bitter, but still good. Yeah. Still Adam, good. did you bring this arrogant bastard ale because that's us? Yes. Yes. Okay. Or more so you. <laughs> hey, you know, I will take what you give me. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I know I've had some of their other batches before. I'm looking them up yeah, real quick. Yeah, like they've done... Their IPA is pretty popular. Yeah. If you're into IPAs, I kind of grew out of them. Um, but uh, yeah, they've had a few ones that are pretty solid they've been like they've always been pretty good at putting out stuff so ooh, they have a salt and lime lager lager ooh, that could be tasty that would be very good we'll have to do that another time yeah um i was trying to think of, yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of this as the same as i've had before from the area of california the 806 806 i think is in the same area yeah which i like 806 yeah that's a pretty good brew too yeah all right well so. Here's uh, some arrogant bastard ale. Yes. You bastard. <laughs> Cheers. It's a good ale. I like it. Especially on a um, cold and rainy day today. Yeah, so if you hear some thunder, it's, the volcano's going the off. The volcano's going off. <laughs> um, well, folks, 
we've kind of talked about it a little bit and get um, gave away a little bit, but I'm yes. sure you don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. We're doing kind of a gimmick for these next two episodes. Next four. Next four, yeah. yeah. We're going to do, so before we introduce this week's topic, we're going to do a good movie in terms of like rewatchability and likability in our mind, and then not so good movie. The second two we do in, be in three to four weeks, they're both really good. Um, yeah. One we talk about a lot, so yes. we'll, we'll go there. But let's talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And so this week, folks, we are talking about... Disaster movies. Disaster movies. That came out the same year with the same exact premise. (laughs) So, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are going to be talking about the 1997, in my opinion, great movie, Dante's Peak. Yes, this is a classic. I I remember seeing this in the movie theater. It's it's one of those where every time I've seen it, I, uh, my chair keeps squeaking, shrinking me. Uh, (laughs) No, that's just... How short you are. <laughs> oh, okay. I just keep getting shorter as we talk. So this, uh, Dante's Peak, is one of those movies where whenever it's on, I watch it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter where it's at in the film. It could be the beginning. It could be the end. It could be smack dab in the middle. But anytime you're flipping through the channels and you see Dante's Peak, you just go, oh, yeah. I want to watch this. Yeah. Um, I think I most recently watched it before we watched it for this podcast. Was I was just on Hulu board and I was like, "Oh, Dante yeah. speaks on here." I'm watching this. Yeah, I I rewatched it a few years ago, um, and I think it was like on Hulu or something. Yeah. It's now on Stars; they're streaming, mm-hmm. and so that's where I rewatched it for this discussion. Stars, and, yes, the and, streaming service. <laughs> and actually, um, I think it was when we wrecked the week. Towards the beginning of the podcast. Possibly, so. yeah. Because I think I just watched it at that point again, too. Sometimes my memory <laughs> fades away. Yeah, I write down everything we talk about. I oh, I never write down Geek Rex. Yeah, that's, I, I'm actually starting to write that down. So if I recommend something twice, it just you really, means I really, really liked, liked it. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Dante's Peak. Um, Adam, when did this one come out? Uh, this one came out uh, February 7th of 1997. Okay. So two months before, before, before next the, week's episode. Before movie. the next one. <laughs> yes. Um, so it took in $178 million on a $116 million budget. Yeah. And this cast, I mean... And that's worldwide gross, yes. folks. <laughs> It's it's a great cast. I mean, you've got Pierce Brosnan in the middle of his James Bond run. Yeah, I think the director saw him in GoldenEye mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I want him in the in this film. And he does a pretty good, like, yeah. almost American accent. Well, I think he still is kind of British-ish. Ish, he's well, British-ish. Technically, he's Irish, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he just kind of comes off sounding... Learned. Learned, yes. <laughs> um, you've got Linda Linda Hamilton of Terminator fame. Yes. Um, and then you've got Charles Hallahan. He plays uh, the boss yeah. of the UCGS series. Yeah, Paul. Paul. And I um, think he passed away a few months after this Something this. Yeah, yeah, he died in November of 97. Yeah, so it um, was... That was very sad. Yeah. Um, if you if you like Charles, uh, definitely check out The Thing. 
That's thing. probably his. Yes. Which we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, it's probably his best <laughs> role ever. <laughs> um, well, he's done a couple other good things that yeah. we like. Um, Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, Dante's Peak. He did a lot of TV shows. So in the 70s, he was big in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, All in the Family. So the Waltons. So he's he's got quite a few credits to his name. Unfortunately, we did he did pass away in 1997, about six months after this movie came out. Oh, no, about nine months. Yeah, but still. So, um, so you know, let's let's just kind of dive into the meat of this. You know, yeah. So uh, this movie, for those of you who haven't watched it, you need to. But it's in my mind a very accurate representation of science in a disaster movie. Yes, and they actually... So, fun fact, the director... Do you have his name up there? Yeah, his name is Roger Donaldson. Yeah, so Roger Donaldson, I was reading on IMDb Trivia, he almost became a geologist, so he was very much wanting to have some accurate like portrayal of geologists and what they go through. And they based a lot of this off of the Mount St. Helens... Um, eruption that yep. happened in the 80s. Um, so they really wanted to have as much accuracy as they could, but also make it pretty action-packed and fun. Yeah, and he's a huge director as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Sleeping Dogs is his first directing credit yeah. in the 70s. 13 Days. 13 Days, yep. Really the like, Recruit. Yes. Um, November Man. With I really want to see Brosnan. that one. Yeah. It's a good one. I've actually seen it. Okay. I like that one a lot. Uh, the Bounty, so... He's got some pretty good directing credits to his name. He is um, still alive, so mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything since 2014, but hopefully we'll get to see maybe something out of him. Yeah. Who knows? He is in his late 70s. Yeah. But, I mean, he's worked with the actors like Tom Cruise, Al Pacino. Kevin um, Costner. Kevin Costner was a huge yeah. actor for him. Pierce Brosnan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic um, director. Um, but yeah, the whole premise of this film is pretty much it takes place in the Pacific Northwest in the Cascade Mountains in a small sleepy town of Dante's Peak. Um, the boss of Pierce Brosnan's character, Harry, um, Pierce Brosnan plays Harry, uh, Peter, Paul, Peter, yeah, Paul, 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 Paul Peter, Harry, Tom, Dick, and, <laughs> and Ringo, maybe, who knows, Ringo. <laughs> And Shep. <laughs> but, um, so, Paul... Maybe franchise you just cross right there. <laughs> who remembers Shep? <laughs> Should have mailed it to the Mox Brothers. Um, but, uh, pretty much Paul is getting some weird readings. He works at the USGS, uh, off the peak of Dante's Peak. Yeah, and he's, you know, and this will play into a little bit more as we talk about the characters and depth. He's definitely a little bit more, um... Ready to sound the alarm, even if it doesn't quite meet the standards to the geological survey, yeah, well, because was, of what happens at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but it was funny because Paul sends Harry to Dante's Peak to check things out. Yeah. Um, and then is like, whoa, Paul's like, Harry, you're going a little crazy. But um, pretty much he goes up to this sleepy little town. Um, voted the best small town in America for like the fourth the year in a row. second best... Small town in America with population under 10,000. 
So this town is uh, expecting a big-time investor to invest like $18 million into the community to bring like a bunch of jobs to the town. Yeah, and, hope reinvest into the town. Yeah, and so um, Pierce Marlton shows up, meets the mayor, played by Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Mayor Wando, which I think is always the weirdest name. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so... With her two precocious children. Yes. Her husband is no longer in the picture. Oh, we forgot to mention how the movie started. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I kind of t- like, led into it at first. And the yeah. reason why Pierce Brosnan is kind of a little bit more um, willing to sound the alarm when maybe doesn't meet the standards that the rest of the geologists use is so him and his partner, now fiancé as well, are off in the... Uh, five years prior to yeah, this. Yeah, five years prior to this. Then. They're in Columbia, um, and they're studying a volcano that's erupted, and the pirate classic flow is just overtaking the vehicle and it's raining debris down and a piece goes through the truck right into his fiance and kills her instantly. And yeah. Yeah. So pretty much for those of you who don't know what a pyroclastic flow is, it's pretty much a cloud of superheated gas, ash and mud mud and yeah. fragments of lava yeah. <laughs> and rock <laughs> flying very, very fast. And so Pierce Brosnan loses the his fiance, and then you cut to five years, and then we're back to Dante's Peak. We're, yeah, we're, we're back. We're, to, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're we digress for a second. We, we, we digest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Linda Hamilton, her husband's no longer in the picture, um, but she has the two kids and um, his her ex husband's mother that helps out. God, um, don't get like we'll get into the grandma. Yeah. Um, played so by I, Elizabeth Hoffman. Yes, she's she's a very famous actress. Um, probably isn't around anymore. No, she is. What? Yeah. She looked like she was like 87 in that movie, and this one came out in 97. So far, I mean, from what I'm seeing, she has not... She's still with, with the world, but she hasn't done anything since this is her last film role. Oh, okay. She's also in Stargate SG-1. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she played uh, the... Catherine Langford. Yeah, the one that discovered the Stargate. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, so um, there's... In this one, and then our next film we'll talk about, there's a lot of foreshadowing about the ends, and we'll kind of compare and contrast, I think, in the next... Like, when we're talking about the next one, because the next one just sucks so bad. But um, <laughs> um, there's a lot of, like, foreshadowing. But this one definitely gets off to a more dynamic start. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, but, you've uh, got him. They're like, well, let's go take out, check out your local water supply. And we're going to go buy these hot springs on the way. And there, oh, there's some skinny dipper tourists. And Okay, oh, so... wait. There's... And also, yeah. not only saying the foreshadowing, there are beat-for-beat events that happen kind of around the same time in both of these movies uh-huh. and so uh pretty much it's it kind of while this kind of while stuff is going on there's some skinny dipper like vacationers um who are bathing in a hot spring and all of a sudden the hot spring gets hotter gets hotter much hotter and yeah. boils them alive <laughs> oh yeah that was oh i wouldn't i'm glad i'm not the little girl who found them mm. Um, well, and, and one of the things that kind of gives it away is, you know, the hot springs, obviously they're bubbling and everything, they're hot, there's going to be a person there, yeah. but when they get to the hot springs sites, they find all the trees have been burned, scalded, yeah, and, and a bunch of dead squirrels. A bunch of dead squirrels, and the grandma <laughs> is yeah. like, 
oh, there must be a squirrel epidemic. Yeah. This is the, my problem with the grandma character, and we'll go into it a little bit more. When Pierce Brosnan first meets this grandma character, Ruth. Ruth. Um, he's very charming in a Pierce Brosnan like way. Yeah, um, he could take me and, and call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but uh, she's like, What you doing on my mountain? Oh, I'm just looking into some weird readings we were getting. And she's like, There's nothing wrong with our mountain. Never ever has been, nor will there ever be. <laughs> and she's like, the first, like, super naysayer. Oh, yeah. Um, that you kind of meet, and we'll get into that more. But, yeah. So they find these dead hikers in that. And Piers Brosnan's like, okay, why is this temperature so high? Why is there so much carbon dioxide leaking out of the soil? Why is the pH balance of Ruth's Lake um, somewhere between... A soda pop and, and battery acid yeah. <laughs> is like right there in the oh, middle. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we should call a town meeting and discuss what happened. Two people are dead yeah. from a geothermal event. We don't know what's going on and we should discuss this. And then that's when Paul steps in and is like, whoa, everybody. Let's calm down. Let's not... We've done this before to another town, and we ruined their economy. Yeah. And so, it was... It's kind of silly where there's all these people who are just constantly naysaying and doubting Pierce Brosnan. But, of course, he's right all along. And, uh... All of a sudden... Volcano goes... Boom! In the middle of the town meeting. Yeah, so... um, But, yeah, so pretty much... uh, Oh... I will say I liked his uh, Chevy Suburban that he had. Oh yeah, that thing was so tricked out. But it was a lot more accurate than the Humvee that the was tricked movie. out in the next one. Yes. I don't think the USGS would spring for a Hummer. It maybe, was surplus, maybe from your sister. Oh, <laughs> I am so sorry, Matt's sister. I did not. She mean doesn't that. listen, so I think we're okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I liked his truck. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, it was just definitely a lot more scientific and all that. I really enjoyed it. There's some really awesome set pieces. There's a really cool helicopter res- helicopter rescue from the top of the uh, the rim of the volcano. Well, and they also had the um, little robot that you send down there. Spider oh, yeah. legs. Yeah, spider legs. That the guy, the not John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, kept kicking. Um, and was like all super upset with it because it was like it's his baby <laughs> and it's not working. But yeah, um, but yeah, there was a like a like pretty much another earthquake that happened, caused a bunch of rocks to fall. Not John Favreau breaks his leg. Nice helicopter rescue. <laughs> his name is Kirk Tunter. Kirk Tunter. Trunter. 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 Okay, well, um, yeah, so I thought there was, like, there's so many good, like, setups, and still everyone's like, meh, I don't think this is a big deal, there's earthquakes happening, but that's okay, I don't believe you, Pierce (laughs) Brosnan, you've got to go on your vacation. (laughs) Which is funny, because he's like, well, I'm going to go vacation right here. Yeah, well... 
him and uh, Linda Hamilton. They had great on on screen chemistry. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, and that's one thing. Like they do play up kind of the love story a little bit, where he's really good with her kids, and he's really charming to her, and she's kind of like she starts falling for him, and but there's like a lot of cutesy moments. Like she she's the mayor. She also runs a coffee, coffee shop, shop slash like bakery <laughs> slash yeah yeah, and then she has two kids so. Um, but it's just a lot of little cute moments. Um, like she starts bringing coffee for the entire USGS team. That's one of my favorite lines in this movie is when one of the, one of the scientists gets the coffee and she's like, coffee, 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 coffee. That guy was also in, um, the movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, I'm always right. (laughs) And Scorpion King. Oh, I never saw that one. <laughs> I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I regret seeing that one. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, he he was actually a what's his name again? Um, his real name is Grant Heslov. Okay, he's also director, so he's directed The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, nice! I yeah. liked that film. That was funny. Um, but uh, he's uh, he very charismatic, like high energy character. Um. Balances out some of the more serious moments with some moments of levity. So, um, definitely a good addition to the team. Um, and then just, yeah, not John Farvro, Paul, and some lady. <laughs> um, her name is Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, played by Arabella Field. Okay. I don't know her. <laughs> no. Uh, she was in Godzilla, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. A lot of TV work, Seinfeld, uh, Baby Blues, The Practice, Touched hey, by an Angel, Suddenly Susan, that kind of stuff. Touched by an Angel. It's like, what's <laughs> the other TV show that everyone's been in? Oh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, but I think it's also like, oh, Law and Order. Law and Order. Oh, God. Yeah. Every Any actor. Has, Even Ryan Williams was in Law and Order. Yeah, everyone has been in <laughs> in a version of Law and Order at some point in their career. Um but yeah, anyway, um, shit hits the fan. Um, Boom! Yeah. Oh, well, I guess they first discover, um, like, I guess the, the straw that breaks kind of the camel's back for them to actually call the, like, emergency evacuation meeting. It's is, the water supply. Yeah, sulfur dioxide is leaking into the town's water supply, and they're like, yep, this is the same thing that happened in, like, the Philippines or... yeah. Something like that. So, um, town hall meeting. And and that's when things literally erupt. Yes. It's the first eruption and that's when things start going crazy. And then... Oh. Yeah. People are trying to evacuate the towns, all the earthquakes, poles are falling down, buildings are falling apart. And this is when Harry gets to use the snorkel. Yes. On his badass suburban. Yes. That, so that was the first time as a kid I, I learned what a snorkel was on a yeah. car. Um, pretty much, uh, folks, if you don't know, it's a it's a giant tube that, like a snorkel, that connects to your air, air intake. intake. Yep. So if you're going through water. water higher than your grill. Yeah. yeah. Water don't go into your engine. Um, but uh, the one thing I did want to say, um, I do love me a good miniature. 
But they did a lot of this with full-size sets, uh-huh. full-size cars. It was very impressive. Miniature work is so fallen out, and it's so sad because yeah. when done right, it looks really good. Yeah. Although, I will say, and I'll, it's not a hot take, but I'll just bring it up now. Some of the miniature work in this one, it was like... Well, that's a Hot Wheels car going off of a yeah. set, but yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I do love a good miniature, but at oh, the yeah. same time, I was very impressed with like how much practical effects they oh, yeah. used, like dumping, it wasn't real ash, but like dumping ash out yeah. of the sky and having real cars and people running around and really like dropping sparks of buildings, yeah, buildings and stuff, and... breaking windows. You can always go, like, everything's great when you break windows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Safety glass, people's safety yeah, glass. Yeah, safety glass. But it it's very effective. And I think they use CG very sparingly, only, like, for, like, the cloud coming out of the mountain. And yeah, and some of the, some of the lava, lava shots. And, yeah. Um, and the end scene where, we'll talk about it later, with the van and the bridge. and Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Willem scream. Yep, all the Willem scream. Um, so, you know, they're trying to get to her kids. They're supposed to be at her house. They decided they want to go and rescue Grandma because Grandma didn't want to come off the mountain. Yeah, this eruption is happening. Grandma's cabin is on the mountain. And the and kids are like, we're going to go get her. Yeah, and Linda Hamilton calls and says, hey, Ruth, you should get off the mountain because it's going to erupt. And she's like, no, I will not. I am not going anywhere. I have lived in this house for so long. And then just wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah. And then her two stupid children decide well, to go honest. get If her kids grandma. didn't go after Grandma, the movie would have ended towns evacuated everyone's safe. And Grandma is still dead. <laughs> but... Spoiler alert, Grandma <laughs> dies here in a few she seconds. She gets her comeuppance, I will say. It's such a sad death, though. It So... The one thing, um, there's just, there's a lot of dumb people in both of these films that we're going to be talking about. Um, Grandma's one of them, and these kids are one of them. But for me, I understand the kids' motivation a little bit more because they are young. Yeah. As opposed to in the other movie. The other one is older and just dumb. (laughs) But um, the second the kids get up to Grandma's cabin... Grandma's like, what are you doing here? And does nothing. I would just be like, we're turning around. And we're going down the mountain right yeah. now. And um, and so Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan show up. Yes. And that's when, probably one of the biggest CGI shots, when the uh, lava overtakes the cabin and burns yes. through it. Which, I, I, I wouldn't call this a hot take, but another item. It's like, that burned through way faster than it would in real life. Yeah, probably. Um, would you say that is a literal hot take? <laughs> it's got me hot and bothered, Adam. <laughs> um, so they decide the safest place to go is to the acid lake, which they don't well, know is acid yeah. yet. But Pierce Brosnan should have been thinking about this because it's he tested the pH of it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure though. In that kind of a crisis scenario, you're not going science. Yes. Well, You're pretty going, much the cars are now, like, being melted. Yeah. <laughs> and so they jump in the lake, and he's like, oh, it's acid, because he saw all the fish were dead and floating to the top, and it smelled like 
acid, mm-hmm. um, and they get in this metal rowboat with a with a motor. Yeah, and they're like, "Let's go across. Everyone, don't touch it." And also, like, "Oh, the acid's eating the boat. We're starting to sink a little bit." Yeah. Oh wait, the acid ate the prop. Now we're not moving. The one problem I had with that scene, I think they probably it was like a lost scene where they know that there's like a dock on the other end. Yeah. But it seems like it's all the way straight shot at the other end, like the longest distance. Why couldn't they have just been like, oh, the lava's over here. Let's go this way. And like, <laughs> like cut, like kind of cut. Who knows? Or maybe there's a lead scene where like there's a road over on the other side of the lake that yeah. takes you down the mountain. Yeah. Well, it might've been missing. I don't know. But yeah, then pretty much, uh, it eats the prop. Eats the parts that starts eating the boat. Yeah. And they then, try to paddle with their clothes on their hands. Yeah. Which kind of works, but then... Eats the clothes. Yeah. And then Ruth makes the, the sacrifice. sacrifice, which is another thing I won't tie in. But, uh, but it's the dumbest sacrifice. She jumps into the acid lake and pulls the boat to safety, scorching her self. Chemical from, burns. Yeah. Like from waist down and she's just... She screwed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, makes Pierce Brosnan carry her partway down the mountain before she gives up. Before she croaks. <laughs> she croaks. It was, I mean, it was a sad scene, especially with the kids. Yeah. I mean, that part of the drama played out so well. Yeah. I did like when they first got up to the cabin after the kids. Like, I liked how Linda Hamilton was so mad. At oh, yeah. Earth for, She's like, why, it, why are you so stupid? Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that was, that would be my legit reaction. It's like, we asked you to come down yeah. and you didn't. And then now you're putting my child's lives in danger yeah. and my life in danger and Hunky McHunkerson in danger. <laughs> well, so, and at this point they get down and they find a forest service truck, steal it. Yeah. Rescue the dog that got missing way earlier in the movie. Oh yeah. That was, so, the dogs never die. In in these films, <laughs> that That's is true. that is a thing that will never happen. Um, but yeah, I figured they should have looked around that Forest Service station, see if they had like supplies or. They probably still felt they were going to get out. Yeah, but uh, pretty much the only like all the freeways out of town were destroyed. The only other way out was this bridge that got overtaken by a. Much, Pir- yeah, the pyrocastic flow. No, no, no. This, that, this right. is different. The, this, um, it's kind of like a flash flood mudslide. Yeah, slide. because it, it superheated all the snow on the top of the mountain. Yeah. And, and it all came down, taking yep. trees, rocks, anything at once with Including it. Including Paul. Paul. <laughs> Poor Paul. He tried to he tried to redeem himself. Like, I, he apologized to I, I will say Harry. who got their comeuppance in this movie, in this part... Is the helicopter pilot? Oh yeah. So they had to, so earlier in the movie they had hired a private helicopter pilot to fly them to the top of the mountain to do readings. Yeah. And to drop the um, robot down mm-hmm. there, and then as well rescue Terry when he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. So flash forward now to right before Paul dies, and they're trying to evacuate the town. It's the last of them. And this helicopter pilot's selling seats on his helicopter. For like 15k a seat. Yeah, and Ash gets into the engine, and we all know from... from hopefully, if you've been paying attention to the news, when plane, when volcanoes go boom, plane engines or any kind of like Even jet car engines, engines don't, yeah. don't like and, that. And Ash, go, don't go good. Yeah. 
And this, especially well, if you're so in abrasive. a flying machine. Yeah. It's, well, the ash, most ash is so abrasive because yeah. of the sand and silicate particles, silicate particles in there mm-hmm. that it just destroys the inside of an engine. So. Yeah. Clogs um, up the air filter and then engine can't breathe. And out. this is what happened in a helicopter. And it, yeah. Crashes with like, all, all everyone on board. <laughs> yep. All like five people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they're trying to evacuate. Paul's in his... Uh, the red Old van. 80s red van. Yeah, but still, I, I yeah. will say that is more accurate. Oh, of course. Thing that a, drive. like, the USGS would be like, yeah, we will give you this van. Yeah, pile <laughs> all the equipment you can into it. Exactly. It, it just had all-wheel drive. It's, it's, <laughs> to, it's, it's the uh, 90s and 80s equivalent of what we see as Amazon vans today. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he dies. The bridge gets washed out. Um Wilhelm scream. Yeah, Wilhelm oh. scream. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so Linda Hamilton, Pierce Brosnan, they get back to town with the kids. See that there's no way out of town now. Everything's been washed out. So he sees that the volcano is about to do its big dance and let yeah. out the biggest eruption. Um, this is the pyroclastic. The pyroclastic flow, yeah. And so it does. And he drives him into this mine shaft abandoned in the middle of the town. Which was hinted at in earlier the because beginning. The, the Linda Hamilton's boy plays in that mine shaft. Yeah. And so he rams a truck in there, which also hinted at before when they have a experimental NASA uh, emergency beacon yeah. that they're testing out for, for NASA yeah. with their equipment. And so he grabs it from the hotel before yeah. things go worse. And they drive him to the mine shaft and he sets it off. Um, saves the dog again. Yes. And gets pinned in there with his... Um, Broken arm. Did, oh, oh I, that was a, always gnarly. The oh, what's bone it called? sticking out. Um, compound fracture. Yeah, but it was like... Oh, you can just, see it. Yeah, it was... It's grisly. <laughs> and then finally, the mountain subsides enough for them to send a rescue team in and yeah. literally bulldoze his ass out. Yeah, pretty much. Or I think they like... They get him out, and then they bulldoze, like pull the the truck out. the truck out because yeah. it was wedged in there. Um, and then they all live happily ever after. They go; they're gonna go fishing in Florida. Yeah, with his fucked up arm. <laughs> it's like Ugh. I can use it as a hook. I can't <laughs> reel. <laughs> Come <But>, here, boy. <laughs> get you. But um, yeah, uh, a decent ending. It yeah, kinda, it ends. Like, yeah, there's a ton of destruction. The town's never going to recover. But at the same time, it's it's was a much better ending than the next one. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, now that we've kind of talked about the synopsis and the plot and some brief overviews of the characters, what do you think of this film's soundtrack? I really liked and, it. I, I forget. I guess um, I wouldn't call it soundtrack. It's yeah, score. Because this was James Newton Howard, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and... He's an amazing composer. Um, so it definitely had a lot of... Uh, it was very grand, very powerful, um, kind of eerie, almost like when you're kind of... Things are happening, but they're not really happening just yet. Oh, John Frizzell also composed it with him. Oh, okay, cool. What else has he done? Um, well, for Alien Resurrection, no. Mafia, Office Space... Okay. Um, let's see, anything... I know he's in uh, Leatherface, Legion, a lot of more horror, modern horror movies. Okay. That might be where I'm kind of getting a lot of the uh, 
sort of like the lingering, yeah, like stay alive, the woods. Yeah, yeah. When like something's happening and no one's seeing it, it's kind of eerie, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, something's gonna go down." Yeah, I mean, this movie. And we've talked about it in other films that we've covered. The musical score does such a great job of informing you what's going to happen mm-hmm. and giving you that sense of anticipation. Yes. Um, it it does a great job of setting the mood. Mm-hmm. Yes, sets the mood is yeah. that I completely agree. It definitely keeps you kind of tense because it's kind of that whole, what like how Alfred Hitchcock like always described like suspense is there's a bomb under the table. The audience knows it, but no, none of the characters do. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that. That's what this felt like. Um, it's like we all know what's going to happen. Yes, we've seen the trailer. We kind of <laughs> we see the poster. We know what's going to happen, but um, the characters are unaware or not wanting to be aware of said problem. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a beautiful like beautiful location that they shot at too. I think they filmed a lot in like Idaho or something. Um, a lot of Idaho, um, some Washington where the Dante's Peak is, and a little bit yeah. of California. Yeah. Um, actually, so I was reading while you were talking about this. Um, they actually filmed some of the uh, geological robot and the trap scientist scenes inside the crater of Mount St. Helens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of a little scary, but... Like, <laughs> well, the whole... That whole region of the Northwest is still very volcanically active. Oh, yeah. So, it's pretty much... It's along what they call the Ring of Fire in the Pacific. Um, it's pretty much... It's a, it's where, like, two tectonic plates are. The Pacific and the Eurasian and North American plates all kind of... Yeah. And they kind of meet, yeah. and it kind of forms this circle where you notice there's a lot of volcanic activity. Um Alaska's also, huge with it, obviously. And where you get a lot of tectonic instability, like earthquakes as Japan, well. Japan, yeah. yeah. Japan, Thailand, Thailand Indo- Indonesia. Indonesia, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, See, folks, this is an educational podcast. Yes, That's yeah. why we are geeks. We are geeks. We, we, we like you to learn. <laughs> I almost went to school for volcanology. I really wanted Live to. Live long and prosper, Adam. That's a joke he makes. It. <laughs> it's like, you're a volcanologist? Like Mr. Spock? Yep. <laughs> it's like, uh, not so much, but without the, like, without the ears. ears yeah. <laughs> um, so, Adam, what what is your overall thoughts on this movie? I Without, without talking about next week's episode. I liked it a lot. Um, it, like I said, it starts off with a bang... <laughs> And it kind of keeps that tension kind of mounting. And I mean, yeah, it follows similar formulas to other films where there's, like, aliens are going to be invading and, like, one guy knows about it, but no one else believes him. And then he turns out to be right at the end yeah. or anything like that. Or the, like, Jack Ryan things where it's like, there's a terrorist attack coming and no one believes him. And so, speaking of that real quick, we were... We were in Ireland. I know we've talked about this before. And I was just flipping the channel, putting some background noise on while we were playing on our Switches. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Simple of All Fears came on. Oh, really? And I was like, I was oh. hoping it'd be Patriot Games, but I don't think they take that movie. <laughs> as seriously as we do. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I think they don't like it because it's all about, like, the IRA. And stuff That's true. Like that. um, 
But I forgot. I just we'll probably talk about it at some point because of the Jack Ryan film series. Yeah. Some of all fears is such a good one too. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I I don't know if Ben Affleck was is my favorite Jack Ryan. No, we're getting off topic. Yeah, but. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. Jack but, Ryan week or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was just that just reminded me of the fact that there's that ominous like this vending machine is full of cigarettes and a bomb but no one knows and no one yeah. believes him and it's that's kind of the thing i i liked how they kind of kept ratcheting the tension up and then and everything they foreshadowed paid off it wasn't yes. like ooh is this going to happen and it never does and like well what the mine sequence yeah. um was a nice foreshadow because it's like the kid actually has like flashlights and stuff. Oh and, yeah, and supplies in the mine because him and his friends hang out in there. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, that's that's a nice setup and payoff, um, and it ends up saving their lives. Um, the little what I forget what they called it, like Eddie or Edie or oh the the beacon. Yeah, I think it's uh, an Edie. I think it doesn't say, yeah. but it's like the beacon was on. The spider legs, yeah, but it made spider legs like so top heavy, top yeah. heavy that like some of the legs wouldn't work, so they took it off. And... Like, just don't tell Dad that we did this. <laughs> yeah, and then so it it all just kind of ends up being a nice kind of setup and payoff for a lot of stuff. And then yeah, I I did like the uh, the little romance between Pierce Brosnan and Lyndall. Great, it was, great it was, chemistry. It was, in it was film. cute. It was it kind of. And, like, he was great with her kids. Yeah. And it just kind of felt like, you know what, like, this is, um, like, kind of human beings. And, like, <laughs> in a extraordinary situation. And he never felt like crazy action hero guy. He just felt like a guy who has had experience in this real world, kind of... act, real world experience as a volcanologist. Exactly. Yeah. And he's been around these volcanoes for a while and knows kind of how to act and so and he acts with like good instincts um so i like i like it and again it's one of those like i like watching every so often and yeah if it's ever on i mean not that i really watch like live tv anymore no who, i mean who really does i mean it's hard i mean there's everything's on streaming now um yeah you, i don't have a cable subscription i stream everything yeah well uh, my girl just got uh, who uh, the YouTube TV, so we can watch live TV, um, which is good for sporting events. Go yeah. Nuggets. yeah, yeah. This comes out hopefully after they win tomorrow night. I hope so. I'd love for so them to win. Last home. night they won the NBA championship. <laughs> Woo! But uh, and if they don't, this does not age well. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening to us in Miami, we're sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, we're from Colorado. We're we're born and raised. The only thing I say I'm sorry for Miami for is the fact that they have DeSantis as governor. Yeah, we won't get into that. that no, we're like, not. A, we are political geeks. We're just not going to bring that up on this podcast. I, I remember sending something or posting something on Facebook on my personal thing, and my parents called me, and they were like, "You need to take that down." And just uh, I thought to the scene. Or the line from Back to the Future Three when the when Marty's finally making his like turn, and it's just like you want me to take down this thing about Ron DeSantis, but he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I just was like, oh, 
I don't care. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. All right, so that's a hot take, but let's really get into yeah. hot takes. going to say this week all right well you you lead it off yeah so i think my biggest hot take in this movie is got to be how fast they mobilized that disaster recovery team and got the equipment over there yeah because we've seen earlier all the bridges are washed out mm-hmm it's still kind of erupting when they're still digging them out. So yeah. how they airlift equipment in. Mm-hmm. Logistically, this is the kind of geek I am. I want to know the how. Yeah, and well, and I know they have a thing where they they're trying to get the national guard to come in, but they're like, oh, they can't be here till tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's gonna erupt in a few hours. Yeah, and they show up as the town's like last minute evacuations, yeah. and they're on the bridge basically. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how disaster, like, stuff like that happens. But I do know it's like, yeah, of course the National Guard would have to mobilize and get there from where... The nearest base. Yeah, yeah, the nearest base. So, I mean, it is realistic that they could feasibly not get there till the next day. day. (laughs) And it's not like a hurricane or those kind of weather disasters where you see it coming days ahead. This is... We should probably... Put everyone on notice that we might need to... A week oh. before it erupted. Yeah. that's That was kind of the kicker if they did listen to Piers Brosnan. I guess that is, I guess could be my hot take, is like Piers Brosnan was there a full week before it erupted. Oh. And the so, first so day Adam's was hot take to, is dumb people. Dumb people, dumb children, dumb <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Damn it, Ruth. <laughs> she deserved it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right, Adam's hot take is grandma deserved to die. <laughs> this grandma deserved to die. <laughs> oh, that's I'm a sure hot take. most people would like there were probably other grandmas that <laughs> left town in an orderly fashion, but it is just sort of silly uh, and I know it's part of the story where it, and I think that's also part of like the whole Mount St. Helens stuff yeah. where they were trying to warn people about it and no one listened until it was way too late. And I think there was a Ruth character in Mount Probably, St. Helens yeah. that she just this was, was like... Lucy, the, the way the mountain exploded and everything that happened is loose yes. based on Mount St. Helens. Yeah. The drama is the drama. Yeah. And it's all like... There's like political stuff. I, I didn't like the political drama so much. But, but it makes like, sense. Yeah, they're like, that, oh, I'm hurting your re-election campaign. Especially, well, it makes sense, especially in today's climate where you think about it like... Do we make decisions based on the politics of the situation, or are we making decisions based on actual data? Yes. And so, kind of nice parallels to today, even though this movie is 25 years old now. Yeah. I think my last hot take on this would probably be, like I said, it kind of is a hot take, kind of isn't a hot take. Some of the miniature usage, I like miniature usage when it's a little bit more, f- f- I wouldn't say long like wide shots but a little bit further back than mm-hmm. some of the close in shots because some of the close in shots from the highway collapses and the buildings collapse you're like 
I think I own that Hot Wheel. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny story with that. Um, I was watching it, and my girlfriend walked in while I was watching it, right as that scene started. And she went, Adam, put your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when the car started, the miniature started sliding back, she went, wee! <laughs> 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 so we were kind of like, oh yeah, that's... I." Like, probably not what the filmmaker intended. No, but, but... Definitely got a chuckle out of me. And one thing I'll say about this movie is the CGI for the for the lava looks pretty good. I mean, it's going to be really hard no matter what to have yeah. good CG lava. Um, hell, even Star Wars, the only reason they had good CG lava is because they actually were able to go to an eruption site and film yeah. hours of lava just moving. Yeah, and in our next film... It will, they it will. actually took like stock footage of lava, yeah. But then I think made like a weird like paste. <laughs> yeah, looked, it looked like the blob, <laughs> but orange blob. Yeah, but this one it looked pretty good, and uh, they used the lava very sparingly. Like just it, that really one scene. Well, there's two. two so there's like when it comes through the cabin, and then, and then when they're driving over in the truck. Yeah, they're driving. Which the, let's let's be honest. Your truck, when it tires pop like that and it gets stuck in the lava and you're trying to dig yourself out like in the snow, mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah. and But they had to save the dog. <laughs> the truck's on fire! The truck's on fire! <laughs> the kids did get a little annoying with all their screaming, but I, I can let that slide because they, they were the young children. Oh, I was going to say because they saved the dog. Yeah. But I can understand young children being really freaked out by this whole thing. So Yes. Um that's where I forgive this, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. Well, that I think wraps up our discussion on Dante's Peak. Um, but before we let you guys go, we have to do our geek wreck of the week. Yes. It's time for the geek wreck of the week. What are the geeks going to recommend? So, Adam, what's your geek wreck this week? Well, I have two, um, and. Uh, just as us uh, recording this uh, today, uh, Microsoft did their Xbox showcase for their uh, season of games for the summer or whatever. Um, they had a pretty good lineup. Um, so definitely, if you like Microsoft games, like they have a ton of first parties like stuff on there. Uh, Fable was finally kind of, they showed some, like a CG trailer for it and... Um, few other really cool stuff um so definitely check that out um but uh, my other recommendation is um a movie called the void um this movie came out a long time ago i think you can find it on like paramount plus or peacock or something like that now but it's um it's a very lovecraftian and everyone if you've listened, knows that I'm a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft. Not him being a racist, but I really like his <laughs> idea of the cosmic horror. And so... It is on Tubi free right now. Oh. Well, it's on Peacock, too. Is if it? You, if you have a subscription. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you have Peacock, check it out. If you don't, go to Tubi. It's free with ads. Um, it's a bit grisly at times, so... Be ready for some creepy body horror stuff, but it's also very bizarre. But, um, like, very Lovecraftian without 
being actually like a Lovecraftian story. So definitely check it out. All right. Well, Adam, my geek wreck this week isn't so much a a show or a video game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. My geek wreck wreck of the week is to recommend everyone who goes to a concert don't be an asshole. So I'll preface this because you haven't like, told you the story yet. Wait a minute, I'm I'm a little out of the loop. So we went to the Matchbox Twenty concert this week. Oh, how was that? Well, I guess you're going to get into it. <laughs> From what I could see, which was the left corner of the stage, and sometimes Rob Thomas in the center. That part was great. Mm-hmm. The drunken idiots next to me who so we're on the second we're front row of the club level. Okay. So we're up at level from general yeah. seating and they've got those skinny ass railings. Yeah. And let's just say there's a couple times where I've probably saved this guy's life from white guy drunk dancing almost over railing. Or falling into me. It's three AM I must be <laughs> Yeah, well he had to be like fifty, so the couple <laughs> next to him. <laughs> The couple next to them smuggled in like two flasks. Oh. And they're just, they just met at this concert and they're passing around. This guy's clearly on a date with this other girl. They're probably 10 to 15 years older than us. And by the at midway point, he, they are all so trashed. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who can't hold it because he's the one who's like white guy dancing. He's just to Matchbox 20, just flailing like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And. He fell into me a few times. He almost fell off the railing a few times. I'm ready to kill this dude. To the point where I looked over and told Megan and our friend Mary and Ryan were with us. And I was like, if he goes, I'm just going to put my hands back so there's no DNA evidence that I was involved. True. True. You don't want the responsibility. To the point where he leaves to go to the bathroom. And the other couple start getting handy with the girl he's dating. Oh, and then, like, they're like, oh, we love you, and they're holding her ass, and they're all dancing, and I'm just like, what in good God hell did we walk into? Yeah. It's one of those one of those concerts where I left, and you know, on me, I'm not the passive-aggressive person. As we walked past them, as they were all like, ooh, great concert, I walked by, and was like, yeah, I guess I couldn't see shit since you wouldn't sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that happened to me at the at the concert we went to, the National Parks. Yeah, that woman wanted to be up your butt. Yeah, there was a girl behind me. Like She was either trying to grab my ass or... Be in your ass. Be up it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like... I turned to your wife and I was just like, I swear to God, if this lady touches my ass one more time, I'm not afraid to hit a woman. So, guys, <laughs> lesson of the story... Geek wreck of the week, concert etiquette. Yes, be be nice. Like, yeah, we're all, we're all here. To, we're all trying to have a good time, see the bands we like and love, and yeah, have whether that you, concert experience. Whether you paid a lot or a little bit for the ticket, or it's a gift, just be cool. Yeah. That's all we ask. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks. Well, now that I've gotten my um, <laughs> passive aggressive rage out of the way, <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, where we. Discuss the first of a pairing of geologist movies. Um, we'll talk about next week. Next that week came out same year, same theme. Yes, um, which is funny because in two weeks from now, one of those me- movies does have a geology theme to it as well. Yes, yes. Actually, I'll, I'll do. All four have a geology. See, I have to rewatch one of them because yes. I'm, I'm just going off of memory from when I was like, it must be like. 
24 years plus <laughs> since I've seen that one. Yeah. I can't find it on a streaming platform, but Matt's going to lend it to me. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the first movies I ever bought. Oh, lovely. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this episode. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, tweet, tweet. Um, shout. I don't know what you call it anymore. I'm getting old. Send a raven. Send a raven. Duet. I don't know. <laughs> Duet this video. Duet this video. Um, at Geek Drink Pod on all social media. So like I said, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Discord, and Only Geologists. Where make, we make you rock hard. Make, make the bed rock. Make the bed rock. Make your magma flow. <laughs> all right, folks. You all have a, a little. Yeah. A little geothermal pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That joke is so good. <laughs> it's asphalt. <laughs> that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It was just too quick. All right, folks, we guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. been another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023